0: I'd like to welcome everyone to this unique podcast episode, which features a highly informative Q&A with Chuck Kane, a senior partner with Harvard Group International, where he leads the firm's growing global sports, leisure, and entertainment practice. Chuck is here with us today to discuss the expanding and evolving relationship between sports teams and executive search firms. Chuck has worked in the executive search industry with Harvard Group International for 12 years, and has over 24 years of professional experience in sales, business development, marketing, recruiting, operations, and general management at many levels. Prior to joining Harvard Group, he was the chief operating officer of a medical services company with responsibility for all business operations, sales, marketing, and hiring functions. Chuck's clients have ranged from startups to the Fortune 100, with revenues of $2 million to over $80 billion. Within the past year, the Harvard Group Global Sports Leisure and Entertainment Team has completed searches with the Anaheim Ducks, Arizona Coyotes, San Jose Sharks, Oakland Raiders, UFC, WWE, and Sports Endeavors. As always, I'm your host, Adam Shapiro, Brand Development Leader at Hunt Scanlon Media, and this is Talent Talks. The relationship between sports teams and executive search firms is rapidly expanding, and now extends beyond merely recruiting. Search firms also provide strategic planning with the capability of applying their findings to speed along the process in the hunt for talent. Today, executive search firms are being called in by professional sports teams and consumer brands around the world to identify a host of leaders, from coaches and athletic directors to heads of marketing, finance, sales, and corporate partnerships, as well as general manager roles. We're here today with Chuck to break this all down and learn more about this evolving business. Chuck, welcome to the show today.
1: Adam, thank you very much. We really appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk with you.
0: Uh, Likewise, Chuck. So let's get right into it. I understand you have a great deal of search experience outside of the sports industry. How does that background help in the work that you do today in the sports and entertainment business?
1: Thanks, Adam. Yeah, with over 20 years in executive and professional search within the firm across a lot of different industries, we found that our process and our network are really well-suited for success in recruiting best-in-class talent in the sports and entertainment space. Our process is rooted in true executive search consulting. Uh, you know, by that, I mean we work really hard with our clients upfront to understand the technical, functional, and cultural dynamics necessary for success in the position and within the company. And this allows us to obviously identify, recruit from direct competitors, but it it gives us the opportunity to really consult and benchmark the role uh, against many other industries that we service to identify potential candidates that really wouldn't normally come up in a a sports specific or any industry specific search for the client. And this applies really across all of our clients. We use it in all of our industries. And it's a true differentiator for us, I think, in sports where there's a pretty closed network and ecosystem of talent available. Um, As you know, sports is a a very small, uh, you know, network of people and and everybody has worked across different teams. So sometimes it's difficult to open up the blinders and and look outside. You know, we're able to be experts in rooting out great talent, evaluating their technical and cultural fit for our clients. Um, You know, the second part, culture is incredibly important in the sports industry. Uh, it was, most of the organizations, whether teams, leagues, tech, you know, tech startups in the sports space have very strong cultures. And a lot of times they're very different. So you might find great technical expertise in a candidate, but their personality or their leadership style could be a complete miss for the organization, which really leads to, you know, a pretty dramatic failure within that organization. So as a search firm, you know, we have to hit really on both the technical
0: and the cultural fit to provide a great long-term employee for the client. Very interesting, Chuck. I love the emphasis you put on culture. That seems so critical, as you pointed out. So, Chuck, data analytics has become a critical part of the search industry and even more so in the sports field. Is your firm using any data and analytics to help clients with the work you are doing, and if so, can you tell us specifically how this has helped increase the speed and effectiveness of identifying talent and the retention and quality of your placements, and what role has analytics played in your diversity and inclusion strategy?
1: Sure, Adam. You know, through the history of our firm, and really the, the, one of the founding premises of our firm, we've always been driven by performance. And this means for us utilizing all means to identify and attract great talent for our clients. So it's not just about who's in our database or where we post things or networking events. Um, you know, it, it really is about using a variety of tools to get to you know, a successful completion. And the Technology and data are, are certainly growing internally in the search business. And our firm, you know, over the last several years, especially, has been working with a number of tools and new partners to drive efficiency in our process. Whether that is new sources of, you know, of candidates to be able to drive a larger volume of candidate pool for us in searches, to internal applicant tracking systems, CRM systems, um, and, and a variety of online data partners that we utilize. Um, you know, and I think. As it relates to our track record and diversity, as you mentioned, you know we've established a lot of great resources over twenty-plus years uh, of focusing and in, in making sure that we have diverse candidate pools who are strong performers. And I think where we utilize the data side of it, there is you know tracking the, those sources that have been you know much more successful for us in delivering those candidates, um, you know, and making sure that we're hitting those resources more effectively and harder as we're looking for diverse talent while also always looking for, for new sources. Um, you know, and I think it's exciting, interesting that you brought up data analytics, you know, maybe less related to how we use them internally, but just how vital they are in, in the sports world. Now, I mean, it's a super hot topic in the media related to player evaluation and performance. I mean, we can all look at game seven tonight. Um, you know, of the Cubs series with Theo Epstein as a GM and and being successful with with the Cubs and the Red Sox and, you know, the NHL, one of my passion sports, having a a number of organizations like the Panthers and the Coyotes driving their GM decisions to, uh, you know, more analytic background people. Um, You know, with what we're seeing now is that it's equally important Uh, on the business side of sports. Um, Across most teams, business analytics has traditionally been tied to sales and CRM. Um, You know, when you talk to most teams about analytics, it's really about their CRM and how do they they drive more ticket revenue. Um, You know, but what we're seeing now is a number of organizations truly embracing data management and analytics across the organization, bringing in, you know, true data warehouses, high-level analytics professionals, to drive the information to sales, marketing, scouting, technology. Uh, this is an area that we've seen teams have typically been behind the corporate world. Uh, and we see huge opportunity for teams to to bring in talent from outside of sports to deliver great results there. So I, I do think is everyone's watching this space, you know, there's there's a lot more to look at in analytics than just the GMs and player evaluation on what teams will be successful going forward.
0: I love it, Chuck. It's about time the front office began to be shaped like the team itself. Well, (laughs) Chuck, for the sake of my sports fanhood, I hope they bring you in very soon now. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So, on to my next question. It's common practice for search firms to provide anonymity during assignments, but this is even more prevalent in the sports field. Can you tell us why this is?
1: Yeah, definitely, Adam. I I think you know, again, this goes back to the the, the media focus. This kind of hits on, on coaches a lot, um, you know, but, you know, this it, is really something that is of immense importance, both to the organizations and, and to candidates. You know, there are many reasons why organizations need a search to be confidential. You know, again, the most high profile examples are coaches, but it exists within the business operations of teams and leagues. And honestly, it exists across all industries. Um, you know, so while the you know the, the average sports fan may associate it to a GM or a new coach, um, this is something that has been going on forever and, and again is is a key component to any successful search firm and their relationship with their client. You know, you know, in parallel to the the importance to the organization, it's really important for the candidates. Um, even if the search isn't confidential. You know typically really only one candidate if we're incredibly good and successful at it sometimes two you know will be hired out of a pool of many you know sometimes we're talking to hundreds of candidates um, you know we have very serious conversations you know potentially with 20 30 candidates and then you have a final slate of three to, to six candidates that are going through sort of the full process with us and then into interviews with with the client and, and, and anonymity is paramount you know, for their career, you know, with their current employer, you know, the, the vast majority of our candidates are really happy where they are and they're not looking to leave. You know, we're convincing them that we have a better opportunity. So, you know, as they go through that process, it's, it's important for us and for our clients to understand that their their confidentiality has to be respected. Um, you know, we can't put them in a position that'll negatively affect their current role. And, you know, we impress heavily on, on the candidates and the clients really through all of our processes, um, you know, that the search, the confidentiality has to be kept throughout the entire process.
0: So Chuck, many sports fans do not understand the nature of the recruiting business from an internal perspective and question the involvement of search firms in hiring sports coaches and executives. Can you explain why sports teams and consumer brand companies at all levels are increasingly turning to search firms to place their top talent? What's changing and do you see this trend continuing?
1: I mean, I think one easy answer draws back to, to the last question is is the confidentiality, um, you know, whether it's coaches, GMs. And again, back to executives, um, you know, it, it's vital to, to not, you know, negatively affect somebody's current performance in their role. And, you know, we really do see this with coaches all the time. You know, I mean, how many how many college coaches in their postgame press conferences are being asked if they're introduced, you know, interested in the LSU job? Um, you know, Delaware just, you know, fired, fired their head coach and there's an interim. You know, so everywhere that happens, all of a sudden there's a lot of speculation. So I think you find utilizing firms takes a lot of that pressure off, whether it be an AD, a team president or the CEO of a corporation. When there's a high-profile departure, in that you know the the, the potential candidates are, are are still responsible for doing their job, and you know in the coaching side getting through the season, and it, and it can be a bad distraction and put a, a bad taste in in everybody's mouth, um, you know. But it, it definitely goes beyond the confidentiality, especially in sports. You know, typically teams. You know, and, and frankly, a lot of brands in, in, in mid-sized companies have very lean human resources teams. And, and a lot of times those teams don't have a true internal recruiter. Um, They're typically compensation and benefits people, um, employee relations, HR generalists that have a, a strong ability to recruit in a lot of cases, but it's not their day-to-day. In fact, I, I was meeting with a small group of uh, team human resources leaders from, from one particular league last week. And we talking about best practices and diversity and inclusion with them. And as we got to know each other and talk, we really saw the difference of the personality of a of human resources professional and a recruiting professional where we are very aggressive, much more sales oriented, I think, in, in driving and pushing where the human resources folks are, are probably more well, well-rounded and have to think about all the varying factors within the organization. So sometimes... They they not not that they don't have the skill set, but they don't necessarily have the personality or the resources to spend their time on that. So, you know, when they truly need to hunt out talent, not not entry level jobs necessarily where they can post and get a lot of responses, but they have to identify very specific talent that fits that culture piece that we talked about. Their daily schedule just doesn't allow them the time to fully engage a search process. You know, and with, with hiring managers, it's probably, you know you know, ratcheted up a whole lot more than that. And more important, the hiring manager, whether it be a team president, AD, um, the head of marketing, the head of sponsorship sales, they have a day job that's really important to the success of the organization, very time consuming and stressful. They don't have the time and, and, and they rarely have the, the recruiting experience to, to really execute a search. And a lot of times they try to do it through their networks, but when it gets to the point that you really have to go out and identify people, you know, we're able to eliminate a lot of the early stages of the process. So going back to those, those many people that we talked about, the hundreds of candidates that get reviewed, you know, the 20 to 30 to 40 that get seriously interviewed and, and down to those final five, you know, a search firm that's doing their job the right way is going to deliver already vetted candidates, both again, technically and culturally. So that the organization has to interview a final slate of, say, three to five people to find the right fit, again, if the firm did their job right. Um, you know, I think as sports continues to grow into a bigger business, when you're talking about, you know, changing and the trends continuing, I do think the trends are going to continue um, because the, these organizations, you know, even some of the smaller teams and smaller market teams have incredible revenue at stake. And that's what drives their success. You know, on the field, on the pitch, on the ice, um, they have to have that money to put into players and performance. Um, You know, so I think you'll see teams needing to mimic corporations more by using search firms a lot more often for all of these reasons.
0: Great answer, Chuck. Uh, It really is amazing how much of this work goes under the radar to the casual sports fan. But uh, it was an absolute pleasure speaking with you and hearing your insight and perspective. And we really appreciate you joining us on the show.
1: Thank you very much, Adam, and look forward to talking to you again soon.
0: For sure. And that's all for this episode of Talent Talks. Thanks for listening.